Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I will rejoice. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Many years ago there lived an emperor. He was so fond of new clothes that he spent all his time and all his money in order to be well-dressed. He did not care about his soldiers, nor did he go to the theater or even ride out except to show off his beautiful new clothes. He had a different suit for every hour of the day. People would ask, where is the emperor? Instead of answering, he is in council with his ministers, his officers would reply, the emperor is changing his clothes in the dressing room. Time passed merrily in the big town, which was the emperor's capital city. I should show you the pictures, actually, from this. Visitors arrived every day at court, and one day there came two men who called themselves weavers, but they were in fact clever robbers. They pretended that they knew how to weave cloth of the most beautiful colors and magnificent patterns. Moreover, they said, the clothes woven from this magic cloth could not be seen by anyone who was unfit for the office he held or who was very stupid. The beautiful clothes could only be seen by those who were fit for the offices they held or who were very clever. These indeed must be splendid clothes, thought the emperor. If I had a suit made of this magic cloth, I could find out at once what men in my kingdom are not good enough for the positions they hold. And I should be able to tell who are wise and who are foolish. This stuff must be woven for me immediately. And you know the rest of the story. These weavers come and they weave for the emperor a set of clothing, having taken all of the gold thread in the kingdom, a set of clothing that is invisible. It doesn't exist. And he, so embarrassed of the thought that he might be found stupid or unfit for his office, he pretends like he can see the clothing, as does everyone else until the day when he goes on a parade down the middle of the street in his birthday suit, and everyone around him is cheering because of his new clothes, which they cannot see, but they don't want to admit. Everyone's afraid of being thought stupid or incompetent, and so they all go along They go along with this ruse, gladly, willingly being deluded. That is a bit like how our world works. There is a ruse, a delusion, afoot in our world. Part of that delusion is this, that there are lots of things that you must be afraid of. Lots of things that should ruin your life. Like, for instance, being thrown in prison as the Apostle Paul was. There he is in prison for preaching the gospel, and as far as anyone can tell, he is cursed of all people. 
He's done what he was supposed to do. He, was, he has done what is good and right and salutary. And there he is, languishing in prison. But Paul, as we heard last week, does not languish in prison. Instead, he rejoices. He rejoices like he did when he first arrived in the town of Philippi and sang hymns with his friend Silas while they were in prison. They rejoiced in spite of their imprisonment. Because Paul knew something that nobody else was willing to acknowledge. Paul knew that there was a ruse, a delusion afoot. That all of the things that everyone is supposed to be afraid of, that all of the things that are supposed to cause you such grief in life, that none of them, Paul knows, none of them can hurt him. But notice what happens. Paul, he says today that his imprisonment has begun to spread joy among all of those around him. Paul is like that little boy at the end of the emperor's new clothes, who's seeing the emperor walking down the street in his birthday suit, says, hey, that guy's not wearing any clothes. And his father hears and he says, yeah, that's right. My kid's right. That guy's not wearing any clothes. And the neighbor kid's like, yeah, that guy's not wearing any clothes. And slowly but surely the word spreads around. There's a delusion, a lie, a ruse afoot here. The emperor has no clothes. Paul is like that little boy. There he is in prison, rejoicing, because he knows that nothing can hurt him. He knows that come good or evil, all belongs to his heavenly Father. He knows that whether he sits there in prison for the rest of his life, whether he's taken the next day to the executioner, whether he's set free to continue preaching the gospel, none of that matters because his days are in God's hand. He knows that none of that matters because Christ died on the cross. Christ has already suffered death and hell and the grave. And so none of this matters. There is nothing to fear. So Paul, in his joy, cries out, the emperor has no clothes. And look at what a powerful message it is. Even the whole imperial guard, all of the people who are supposed to be holding Paul to account, all of them who are supposed to be persecuting him, even they begin to rejoice. And those who know the gospel, they begin to speak the gospel more boldly, without any fear, because they have heard that the emperor has no clothes. They have heard that there is nothing to fear. Paul is like that little boy who calls out, what everyone has been deluded by, who calls out the ruse, who sets everyone free from the lie and the delusion. He is that little boy because he has heard it from Jesus himself. Because, in fact, it's Jesus. If you want to carry the analogy a little bit further, it's Jesus himself who stripped the emperor. It's Jesus who took the teeth out of that ancient serpent. It's Jesus who deprived the devil of his sting, who took the power away from the grave, who opened it, so that it cannot keep anyone anymore. Jesus is the one who has turned it all into a big joke. So we should, like Paul, live our lives in this way, acknowledging that the emperor has no clothes, not going along with the lie, not going along with the delusion, not being afraid of what everyone else fears, not loving what everyone else loves, not devoting ourselves, storing up treasures on earth to things that rot, and fade away, but storing up for ourselves instead treasures in heaven. Because that is where the true treasure is found. That is where all is truth and goodness and purity, where there is no lie, where there is no deception, where there's no delusion, where all of this is brought to an end when finally everyone's eyes are opened. And we get to see what great news it is, this thing that has given Paul such joy, the life that he has in Christ. That life is yours. Live as though it belongs to you even now. Live as though... You are in eternity now because the emperor, he has no clothes.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.